What's up, B? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Am I coming through all right? You hear me? You are. You're coming through perfectly. That's we both good. have beverages. That's good. Yes. Second pot of coffee today. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I go all day on the caffeine. That's impressive. I'm I'm over here drinking my Tulsi, like, grounding, calming tea, and you're on your second pot of coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I've realized that it, it's kind of a sensory seeking thing, perhaps like, I really love how caffeine makes me feel it works with my heavy mental energy that is in my chart, as you know. Um, and I love the heat. Also, yeah, I'm big on the heat. I love coffee, too. It doesn't love me as much as it used to, but I'm working on figuring out a new relationship with it. So stay tuned. I always try to get into tea and I'm like, it never pulls me all the way in though. I have a, an appreciation for it also, but coffee's yeah. it for me. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, well, I wanted to say upfront that like, uh, for anyone watching or who watches this afterwards that, um, I've been doing this series all week and like everyone has said stuff that's been great for everybody to hear, you know, regardless of like your energy type, which has been amazing. But this one will be like particularly helpful for generators and manifesting generators and vice versa watching the other ones because Summer will have talked about, you know, as a manifesting generator, how she responds in a different way maybe than Sarah does. So um, check out both. And this is Sarah. Uh, I did a reading with Sarah. I don't even know how long ago it was. I was saying something. A few Christina years. To, how long? It ha it's a few years. I'm thinking yeah. probably three at least. I was thinking three or four. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, like I said with Christina yesterday, like, I can say three years ago. I mean, seven years ago. Like, time is kind of a funny construct for me. So, I never know. Um, but I did a reading with Sarah, and then you kind of dove down your own total rabbit hole with human design and have your own, like, unique perspective around it that is, like, I not different than mine, but like we look at it and from different pers different prisms maybe is a better way to say it. Um, and so I'm really like excited to share your perspective and um, just, you know, tell tell folks a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I feel the same way. And um, I always, by the way, refer people to you to talk about human design, even though I can talk their ear off all day, because we come at it from that different perspective, um, which I think is very useful. And um, so for me, uh, like I had B do a reading for me back three years ago, as you know, and the first question I had was, how does it work? And what does it mean? Like I was looking at the chart and the pattern of your design and I wanted to understand everything. Like what are all the shapes? What are all the pathways? Like, what does it mean when it's colored in and not? And I didn't have that in your reading. What you what you read to me was sort of this intuitive impression or reading of what you saw in my chart. And it was spot on, like exactly right. I, I had never really had anything as exact as that. And so I was like, well, there's something to it, obviously. So how does it work? And that's where I dove into my own rabbit hole. I like went onto Human Design America, bought all the books. Um, I read as much as I could online, which at the time, I don't think there were many people talking about human design, but now you can find a lot more online yeah. and, you know, you're hosting things like this with other people. So um, I think that's cool. But about me, I don't know, like that's, 
I'm a generator and that's the essential question for a generator is who am I? So I'm consistently chasing that question in my life. Um, I come from Utah. I live in Portland now. Um, I'm an artist of all types. I like to consider myself a Renaissance person. And I always want to know why things are and how they work. And I'm like constantly seeking uh, after knowledge. I have the curiosity channel. So if anyone has that channel, then you know what that means. But you're always looking after more information and stimulation in a mental way. And I'm glad you shared that because I feel like a lot of times people think, oh, well, I don't have a one line in my chart. Why am I such an investigator? But that's why chart readings and like diving deeper into things is so helpful because the gates and the channels and all the all the other nuance that we carry is super informative as well as just our types. Like I even mentioned yesterday and the projector one, like this is a great one for everybody because even if you're not a projector, I guarantee you, you carry some projector energy in your chart. Like it'd be really hard, you know, not to have a projected gate at least that requires you to wait for the invitation or the recognition to express that energy. So um, there's always like much more nuance to dive into, but um, we're really, I, I mean, part of why I was excited to talk to you is because I think you're just super knowledgeable about it and you can nerd out with me on it and probably nerd out in different ways that I can even nerd out. You also like have a defined mind center. So you're like actually here. Like we talked, Christina and I talked yesterday about how we both have open mind centers and we're not really here to like form strong opinions about things. We're here to keep open minds. Like Sarah's really here to form an opinion about things and have my phone keeps going to sleep. I don't know why. Um, and, uh, and, and like decide how she feels about things. And then she has a channel from her mind to her throat. So she's really here to speak her mind. Um, and so I'm excited to talk to you about all the things. So how do you feel like responding shows up for you? Like as generators, we have kind of this open enveloping magnetic aura where the, the world just keeps showing up things for us, like our own personal shopper, like, oh, another generator, um, like telling us, you know, or offering us um, up things to say yes or no to. Um, so what does that look like for you? you're responding absolutely yeah um for me it's a question of time and you said i think at the beginning of this call that like it could be three years it could be seven years time is a fuzzy concept that's the same thing for me so as a generator that always feels like a bit of a challenge but it's the concept of being in the now in the moment um yeah. like sacral as a center whether you're um a manifesting generator or a pure generator and whether you're emotionally defined or not the sacral center works in the moment always. So that response is about being present and aware in that now time, which is hard, <clears throat> especially for someone like me who is, is mental and has that ability to like chase thoughts or across time, basically. Like I can, it's almost feels like I leave my body and I just go into a mental realm sometimes, but getting back into that moment and feeling the response is about bringing my awareness and my attention now and feeling my body in the now. And that's where for me, it becomes about finding mind body practices. Like you, you teach breath work and yoga and a bunch of other different things like that, which were some of the practices that helped me understand what it was to actually connect into my body and feel my body. And so that's where I started from is just like, 
feel my body now, feel it here, feel where I am here now and what that feels like. And then once you can feel that, you can actually feel what the response is because your body will tell you. It's like the whole question of human design is how to make decisions using your body instead of your mind. Because we think that we need to solve the world's problems because we're mental creatures. Mm -hmm. Like we have this cognitive ability that, um, you know, we like to argue that we're bigger than animals and that they don't have the same abilities they do. It's just, it presents differently. But we think we have to solve the world's problems. Biologically, our species has existed for millions of years. Um, life on earth has existed for billions of years. Life will be fine without the mind solving the world's problems. So it's about letting the body do the work and getting the mind out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I think like what you said about getting to know your own body is like so paramount for everybody. And I've, I've talked a lot about this in most of the lives of like, you know, we live in the society where we're experiencing like more stimulus in like a day than our ancestors experienced their whole life, like 60 years ago. That's massive. Like we have been on the most rapid increase of just like things being thrown at us on a regular basis. And how, you know, even with human design, how we've evolved from seven centered beings to nine centered beings. And like, we're still catching up with that and trying to figure out like how to operate in these bodies. And, you know, we don't have to get into all the like next level human design of like the next like the rave kids coming in who are gonna be more evolved than we are, but we're just like evolving pretty quickly. And and they're already up. here, by the way. They yeah. excite me all the time. I work with Gen Z and young generation, and they are so woke. Like, they're already light years ahead of most people in terms of becoming aware and awake in their bodies. And, yeah. like, like us, I feel like our path is to help other people catch up to them, too, and also clear the way so that they can do the work. Yeah. 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 And it's just so important that we can like be in our bodies and like have nervous systems that are like down regulated so that we can hear what's going on and we're not like operating from stress hormones all day and like all up in our head um, and get down in the center. And that's like a daily practice. Like that's for me, it is anyway, like that's not like, a, oh, I just need to drop in. It's like a conscious choosing all the time throughout the day to keep dropping into my body to notice when I'm like spinning in my mind with the like, oh, I should do this, or I should do this. Or like, you know, I talked about in the MG when like, I've been wandering for a little while. And I'm like, in this place where I'm really waiting to respond, <laughs> you know, like, I'm waiting for the next step. And it's really fucking uncomfortable. Like, I yeah. really want to just take an action and be like, no, no, I'm just gonna do this, you know. Um, yeah. And that's part of the big thing with generators is like getting comfortable in the unknown, like getting comfortable and patient in the moments of like being like, no, I need to wait for the, and it's not just something to respond to because we're responding all day long, but like the Absolutely. right thing to respond to the, the mm -hmm. like, yes, in our body, um, mm -hmm. which was my next question. Like, how do you feel like a yes shows up in your body? Cause your authority is a little bit different than mine. And I want to talk about this because this, I feel like this gets a little convoluted, like in the sense of like, Sarah and I are both sacral beings. So we both have like a gut response. Sarah and I both have, you know, defined spleens. So we both have like a splenic hit. And then I have an emotional defined emotional center. So I have an emotional authority. So we're, we're like kind of managing and for me, like my emotional authority takes precedence. For Sarah, her sacral authority takes precedence, but it doesn't mean that we're not gathering information from all of these places. So how does that kind of work out for you? Yeah, that's, that's super important because 
emotional beings are not in the moment beings, as you know, emotional beings need to take even more time. So all generators need to wait. We need to wait for the response. And like you say, we're constantly responding, but it's about finding the response that is the yes. And so you think about the generator spectrum or frequency of how we present, it goes from like frustrated to satisfied. And I would say in the middle of that is like maybe bored or just like, you know, waiting, waiting for that thing to respond to. And so for me, I've been paying a lot of attention to what the sacral yes is. And I have felt it a lot more in recent years. Um, I'd say it's harder to identify when you're earlier in your life as a generator because you're still experimenting with it and you probably feel more frustrated more often than not. And so it's easy to know what frustrated feels like. That almost feels like the norm sometimes. Uh, for me, the yes is like very excited. Excited is a similar feeling like that I would say to a, a yes response in the gut, but it's very much in my body down low, like where your sacral is, it, it feels like excitement. It almost feels like joy. Um, it feels like fuck yeah. And I think Ra even, or I don't know if it's Ra, but people in the human design world would say like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a hell no. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Which is so huge. That's, you, that, that's what it feels like. Yeah, excitement. Yeah. Do you feel like, because I talked about in another one, like, uh, you know, when Ra kind of channeled human design, he was like, this is really for like the next generation. Like, we're all going to benefit from it and we can decondition and try to work our way back. But like, how do we teach the kids of today to like start listening to their sacral response from the beginning? Like, what the fuck would that look like if I knew right. about that like, a long time ago instead of like making decisions with my mind for 30 years and then trying to like be like, whoa, whoa, let's do this another way. But do you feel like, because I feel like with the sacral sounds that we hear about a lot, like, oh, you know, you got the mm. uh-huhs and the uh-uhs. I feel like as a 40-year-old person, if I didn't cultivate the uh-huh and the uh-uh from like the time I was a kid, that's not necessarily how my sound shows up. Like, Yeah, we hold, we hold them back. What'd you say? We learn to mask, right? Like society doesn't want to hear a whole lot of grunting and groaning. It, it's like impolite. And so you're taught to mask a lot of those responses. So listening to the actual guttural groans that come out of you, because they do, like your gut will be like, eh, that's mm -hmm. my, that's my no is like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> very much sounds like that. I almost start whining. I'm like, eh. But, um, but then the yes is, is other excited sounds that also like, you're not supposed to like clap your hands with joy and just jump up and down in society. So you're taught to hold those in. So I don't think it's so much about listening to the grunts like they are there and if you can teach yourself to unmask and just let yourself be you then they'll come out but that's part of the process and it takes seven years to fully embody yourself authentically as you right right I actually feel like I'm just like hitting the seven-year mark of like studying human design and I could like still not <laughs> I'm still I'm still working to incorporate all of those things and like make intentional choices you know every day but I do feel like um it's starting to like resonate more in my body as opposed to like being a concept in my mind which is why I really wanted to do these lives because it's so it's so like a mental you know it's complicated big ideas and it's supposed to be an experiment. Like it's not supposed to be like, you get a reading and you listen to it once and you disregard it and move on with your life. It's supposed to be like, okay, like how do we take these ideas and put them into practice in our life and then pay attention to like how it works out. 
Um, does it make your life better? Hopefully, yes. If not, then maybe that's not your path, you know, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think I I agree with that because like, and this is, this is for any spiritual realm or like spiritual belief. You can have a belief all day. You can have the way you think about things all day, but it's what you do with it and how you practice that actually matters in your life. So that's the same with human design. Like having an awareness of your chart is one thing, but you have to actually put it into practice and pay attention to it and then make decisions based on it. Like, do you want to follow certain paths and your body will tell you so like even Ross says that if, if what you're seeing in your chart doesn't fit for you, it's the experiment, it's the process. Like not everyone knows exactly the time that they were born. If you have that exact time, then you're probably gonna get a pretty accurate representation of who you are in, on paper. But if you don't, um, there's gonna be details that are off and everyone, the, 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 the lesson of human design is that everyone is their own authority. It's not about somebody else telling you who you are and what's right for you. It's about you discovering that for yourself and figuring out how to be your own voice in the world. Like as humans, we require our parents and our societies to raise us because we're, we're not capable as babies of taking care of ourselves. So we are a social species. We require other people to help us. And so there's some degree that we rely on other people and we need them in our lives. But part of maturing and growing up and becoming an adult human is finding your own authority and who you are. And unfortunately, you have to unmask and take down all the social systems that like frame you into something that's not you. But that's part of this process. And, and when we say seven years, it's seven years because uh, biologically cells take seven years to refresh in your body. But it's a practice. Again, it's that daily practice and experiment. So like you can decide to not experiment with it. And it would take longer than seven years to kind of get there. You know, it depends on how you how you do it. Yeah. And I love that. For like a new person every seven years, you know, that's like a great way to think about it. Mm -hmm. It takes it takes a while. But also like you get to be like a, no, a whole new human being in seven years. True. So that's great. That's like, yep. the definition of impermanence, basically. Um, Saproots was saying that he that they feel like um, their chart says they're a generator, but spiritually, they feel like a manifesting generator. And can anyone relate to that? And I think that um, I mean, there are ways that I feel like a manifesting generator in the sense that I've had like five careers, you know, like, I've, oh, sure, I, me I too. a lot of balls. And you, you always hear like manifesting generators are the ones that are like, the multi potentialites or the multi um, the, the multi people of the world, like they're, they're like trying on lots of different things. Um, yeah. And I, I've done that too. Like I've worked in film, I've worked in the NFL, I've worked in um, service, I do what I do now. So um, I think there's lots of ways that we can relate to other types. There may be some things in your chart, like um, there's not a lot of manifested channels, but you may um, have some gates in that energy. Sorry, my dog decided to start squeaking his toy now. Um, and there's so many similarities, like manifesting generators are like a new offshoot hybrid, but they're still a generator. So whatever ways yeah. that you're feeling like manifesting generator may be totally true for you. And also like leaning into, you know, the qualities of a generator as much as you can may help you kind of define that better for yourself. Does that make sense? What do you think? Yes, I, I completely agree. And I would say for me, so what makes someone a manifesting generator versus a generator? Uh, it's sort of a hybrid between a manifester and a generator. And what makes someone a manifester is that they have their throat 
center defined, but it's connected to a motor center. I have throat definition because I have the channel of curiosity. My throat is connected to my mental center, my third eye. Mine's connected um, to my G center. Right. But, and I think the G is not a motor eater either, right? Or is it? Mm -mm. Okay. So neither of those powers the throat in a manifesting way. That's why we're not manifesting generators. What makes somebody a generator is when they have sacral definition. So anyone who has sacral definition is a generator. You're manifesting if you also have your throat powered by a motor. So it's often the solar plexus. It could be the sacral directly connecting to the throat itself. And that's what's called like a, a pure manifesting a pure generator, effect. you know? Um, so I sometimes feel like a manifesting generator because I have that throat definition in that sense. I feel like I can speak my truth into action, but that's not what it's about for me. So like that could be like, look at your chart. That could be one of the reasons why you might spiritually resonate with being a manifesting generator if you have throat de definition. But like, is that throat powered by a, a, a motor or is it not like the way that it connects really matters? Yeah. The other thing I'd say, like difference between manifesting and pure because I've also like jumped around and done a ton of different things in my career. In fact, my career path makes no sense when you look at it. But what happens for pure generators who do not have the manifesting like throat connection to the motor is we get to a period of stuckness. Like you get to a place where before you advance to the next level, you're stuck and you are kind of frustrated until the next path comes forward. And that's just a normal process. Manifesting generators don't have to go through that stuckness. They can skip steps. They can kind of manifest their way through the stuck point. That's the main difference. Yeah. So if you feel that you're able to kind of push your way through periods of stuckness, you might be a manifesting generator. If you kind of feel like you really experience times where you're like, I know I'm ready for my next period of development and growth, but I am somehow stuck in this current phase, then you might be a pure generator. Do you feel like, um, because both, both uh, energy types are here to master, like they're here to be masters of something, whether that's, and that, you know, both types are technically here to work, whether that means like, I, I always like to look at that as like, we're here to love what we do. Like, and if we don't love what we do, it's gonna create problems yes. in our life. And that could be, you're a stay at home mom and you love building your family, you know, like whatever it is, but if you're doing something that you don't enjoy, then it's going to be probably pretty detrimental to your health as a, as a sacral being. Um, but I, I often contemplate a lot the generator plateau and like the times in my life when I may have given up on something because I was like, was I in the plateau and I should have just waited and it would have like moved forward or, yeah. and I also have a North node in Virgo. So like giving up before things prosper or whatever is kind of my chart of like trying to move away from that but do you ever feel like with the generator plateau like do you look back and think like oh did I like give up on that thing too soon was it maybe like in a plateau when I should have like stuck it out or so here's the interesting thing about me and I'll explain why this works this way for me I do feel the desire to quit constantly constantly I resonate with that so much but um, my sun gate on my personality is the gate of duration and continuation. And so I have this energy to endure and push through. And that's what causes me to not quit often. Um, but I have often felt like a failure. Like I said, my career path has, has bounced around. And before I found human design, human design actually made, helped me make a lot of sense with it. I thought that I had failed 
in that like the things that I study studied in school were not like what I did with my career and things like that. Um, just like things not making sense and how it went from A to B to Z. Once I stepped back from it and looked at my chart and saw that I have the channel of curiosity, I'm like, it's not that I failed, it's that I checked the box. I understood what I needed to know about those things and then I moved on. And that like, is kind of a manifesting generator quality for people who like, that's another way that something can show up in your chart and feel like maybe something else, you know, go ahead. Mm -hmm, totally. Yeah, because you feel like, oh, I tried this thing on and it doesn't work for me. Um, and I think it's interesting because there's like two things there with the generators. There's like the, are you, are you, are you in a plateau and you just need to like stick with it and this thing's going to like be good for you, going to serve you in the long run. The flip side of that with a generator is staying in something too long because it's kind of gotten by rote and you don't recognize that yes. it's not serving you anymore. And I've done that a ton of times or like just being the little worker bee and I'm a loyal little worker bee. And so I like stay with the job that I should have left like two years ago because I just yeah, don't even I've recognize that. In, in that pattern, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think it, it's not unique to generators. I do think that every type goes through this, uh, this struggle between becoming a slave for somebody else and being yourself like fully free. Right. And able to like make deci decisions that are right for you, basically. And we you're right, we do get stuck in accepting job situations and relationships and things like that, that like, honestly, we should have quit them a long time ago. And we were we struggled and were frustrated because we didn't recognize that voice inside that was telling us that it actually wasn't great for us. I, I, I would reflect back for me, law school was that for me. Like I it's so funny, I was pre-law in college and I quit right before I was attending. Like I, I applied oh, to so school lucky. and gave up right before I went. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been through a lot of things in my life. I still will say law school was the hardest, worst period of my life. Like it just was so hard to work the way that you need to work in law school. It doesn't fit my energy type at all. I need to be slow. I need to take my time with things. I'm a generator and I can grind it out. But I actually also... I'm a 6'2", and that means I sit back and watch and wait even more. Like, the generator has to wait. So, um, yeah, like, law school did not fit me. It used my energy in completely the wrong way. I completely burned out. And, frankly, I'm sort of surprised that I survived the experience. So, like, yeah, like, you definitely can get stuck as a generator not listening to your sacral voice and not listening to it telling you that it's frustrated and it's tired. Because the, the thing about generator energy like we're all here to work, okay? Everyone, I think a lot of times generators get called the worker type. Like everybody works in life, yeah. but we generate energy from our sacral and you can generate limitless energy if you use it right. They say like, you, it doesn't matter how much you sleep as a generator. It's about burning out your sacral energy in the right way. And then you'll sleep fine and you'll get as much energy as you need from that. And you'll wake up when you need to. Like yeah. that's that's how it works for generators. But so it's not about like us being worker bees, but we can generate that energy. We can't generate it if it's in the frustrated mode. It'll burn out. Yeah. And I think that's so important because you hear these like mass generalizations like, oh, generators are here to work and projectors can only work four to six hours a day, which makes it sound like generators should be the ones working the 14 hour days. If you don't want to oh, work no. a 14 hour day and you're a generator, like I've set up my schedule so I don't have to do that because I don't want to do that. And it doesn't serve right. me and it doesn't feel good to me. And I want to I want to work six hours a day. 
<laughs> and have yeah. that feel good, you know? Like, you know, and like, I'll have those days where I work 14 hours, but that's because that's what my joy told me to do right. that day. And it's what I wanted to work on. And then there's other days where I just want to laze about and do my thing. And I can't necessarily choose what those days are. Right. And I just don't think we should ever feel confined by our charts. Like your chart should never feel like, even like I do astro cartography readings and sometimes people are like, oh fuck, I was just thinking about moving to this place and now you're telling me this is challenging. It should never be something that confines you. It should always be something that gives you permission or information so that you can like soften a challenge or like lean into some, you know, with human design for me, a lot of it's about the gates. Like I'm so fascinated by studying the archetypes of the gates and like, how we can lean into our gifts and away from like the challenges and the shadows and the low vibrations. And so it's always like stuff that we can work with, you know, and we get to create whatever life we want to create, regardless of what type we are, how our energy is supposed to manifest or whatever. I completely agree. I, I love that you're a Gates person because I'm the opposite end. I'm the system person and I want to see the overall big picture. And I would, I would say Gates is the one detail where like, I am not, conversant in gates if you told me about gates I'd be like okay which one is that what does it do which channel is it part of like I don't know them um I don't but... know all of them by heart either like I still have to brief I I mean I have a giant basket of reference books I carry around with me on the regular basis but yeah 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 but no I agree like I think sometimes in human design when people teach about it they you get too stuck on stuff being good or bad and I think Ra says it's non-judgmental. It's not about good or bad. It's about what's right for you and your design in that moment. And what I think what we forget sometimes when we look at the chart too is that everybody has the whole system. Exactly. You have the whole chart. It's just about whether that part of your system is sensitive to the environment and what's going on outside of you or if it is defined and it's part of just how your inner being operates. So it's yeah. a separation between self and other. But what you find is the environment's constantly changing. People are coming in and out of your aura. And so you get wrapped up in like how your energy flows in that. And you can like, you can get, you can have a hard time separating what's you and what's not. And that mm -hmm. kind of goes back to like, you talk about being a, an emotional being and I am actually fully open in my solar plexus in my emotional center. So I definitely know emotional energy because I take it in and amplify it from whoever's around me and what's in the environment. But what the challenge is, is me not attaching to that and thinking yeah. that that's me. Like for you, your, your emotional energy will work consistently for you. And it's about you taking the time with your process and letting your solar plexus like work its wave out for you. And that'll always work the same for you. For me, my wave will work different depending on who comes into my energy and if I think that that's me and I make decisions emotionally, then I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. 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 That was all really good stuff. I think, and that's a, a big point is like, we all have access to all the archetypes and it's just about like Sarah said, one, like what is yours and what is not yours? Like what is yours to play in and what is yours to like, be consistent with so it's like what we're consistent with and what we're inconsistent with but it's we're we're like getting activated all the time by the sun's transits by the moon's transits by the people in our aura by the places that we're in that, that are activating certain things um so we're always getting to play in this like vast spectrum of possibilities it's just about getting to know like 
how we uniquely operate and what our unique gifts are that we can lean into a little bit more to create more ease and freedom in our life and um but still like never feel limited Totally. And, and it's about breaking a lot of those social frameworks that tell you that there's like one way to live and one life path that you're supposed to get into. Like human design teaches you that it's not about fitting into some outside mold of what is expected for you. Like you might have experiences that are completely surprising for what you envision for yourself. And that's part of, the, I think, the lesson for a generator and for all types really is to release and let go. But um like be open to what will come because you will think with your mind and make some decisions with your mind about what you want for yourself. And that's good. We should seek our intentions and, and understand and be deliberate in our lives, but you've got to almost like set your sail and then let go and let the wind blow you where it's going to take you. And yes. once you start to do that, you have that really joyful, satisfying, um, I don't know, let's be successful, peaceful, like going through all the types, whatever your, your good, and mm -hmm. if your spectrum is, you'll have that if you learn to let go and follow your type and your strategy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what did I want to ask you about besides? Oh, I wanted to touch a little bit about your primary health system, because that's what we're getting into this week in human design. And I feel like, um, especially this is another area where you're an expert. And I'm like, I don't know. enough. I'm not by any stretch an expert. Um, but I do think like, well, you're, well, I mean, you do know some of the things like you're high sound yes. like me, right? For food, for a diet and determination. I think you're high sound. Possibly. I know you've, so you've done the reading for me and I loved it, but I'm still experimenting with it. You're high and sound. I, I looked it up today. <laughs> okay. Okay. You tell me then. I don't know. So I know I'm like, I'm the like, mountain person, right? I got to sit on what? a mountain. I'm a mountain person. Okay, I don't know. See, here's the thing that I think we need to look at because when I did your astrocartography reading, I was like, oh yeah, you're like, I said, oh. I said you're a something and I was, and you were like, no. And I, you and had I like was, the wrong time or something. I yeah. had the wrong time in my new software. So let's check in about the primary health system and see if okay. I, because what I have for you now is that your caves environment, um, Ooh, that your that high good. sound and that your external vision, which I feel like. This um, feels like it resonates more. Because the does. first one I was like, yeah, but maybe because mountains definitely resonates, but I'm a six two. I sit up high. I see things up high. So that like resonates from that perspective. But the like the digestion and the eating has not ever fit yet. See, I think I might have had the wrong time for you. And if that's the case, I'm going to send you a new one, a new reading, because I went back and double checked the time that I had against your astrocartography reading and I had either changed it or I did have the right time before. So I'll email you after this and see. Okay. Um, so we won't talk about that stuff today since we're not sure if it's correct or not. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, is there anything that has been like most impactful for you and your human design that we haven't talked about? Oh, it, there's so many things that are impactful. I would say like there's some interesting takeaways one of them is that 50% of people are emotional and 50% are not emotional and nobody should make emotional decisions. So that's a key takeaway from human design, right? Yeah. Like, like emotional beings have to wait it out and feel their wave. Non-emotional beings have to like be patient with the fact that you feel that emotional energy, but not attached to that and let that be you. And the lesson there is like, no one should 
decide when they're emotional. Like that's not when that's not what we do with emotions as humans. So I think human design is something that teaches people how to become more emotionally intelligent. And that is the for me what the next phase of human evolution is, is like, like as humans, we've evolved from you think about the awareness centers, it's like the spleen was the first awareness center. And that's right. the body responding, it helps you survive in the moment, just like natural instincts to survive. Then you get the mental center that Ajna coming into play and um, you get this cognitive awareness that helps you make decisions and navigate through life. And then the emotional center becomes aware. That's the solar plexus. That's the third awareness center. And that's an emotional awareness. It, it's, it's the feelings that you have in your body. But what human design teaches you is that you're not supposed to make decisions on those emotions. You're supposed to look at them and be like, what is this emotion teaching me? What am I feeling right now? It's really Mr. Rogers, Brene Brown type stuff, like right. sitting with emotion, <laughs> finding the vulnerability, challenging your shame, not pointing out and blaming other people, but figuring out what you need to do with that and how you need to express outward. There's another thing this, this is making me think of. I think the concept of inner and outer authority, I think actually Ra thought about it the way that I think about it, but I don't think that people talk about it this way. Um, like people think that reflector types don't have inner authority. They do, right. it's just a process. For me, inner authority is about whoever you are and what your design is, how that operates to make a decision and it's unique for every person. Yeah. Outer authority is how you express yourself outwardly to the world, communicate, set boundaries, ask other people what they're doing. That's outer authority to me. And that's a different thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I've never really liked the the term outer authority just because even though a reflector is waiting for the moon cycle or even though, you know, um, uh, like some of the like rarer projectors are like waiting to kind of talk it out with someone so that they can hear, they're still listening to what they feel in their body based on what information they're getting. You know, it's not when you say outer authority, it makes it sound like something outside of you is telling you what's right for you. And that's not true. Something Never. outside of you is influencing what you feel like is right. But that's true for all of us. Like when I'm riding my yeah. emotional wave as an emotional authority, I'm gathering information from all kinds of places, including my own emotional wave to gather enough information to make an informed decision. Um, yep. But it's still an inside job. It's still like my intuition and my guts and like what what is my body telling me? Right, exactly. Yeah, like reflectors have definition too. Mental projectors have definition too. Like all yes. those types that are pretty open and not defined. And by the way, I've seen generators that only have two chakras defined, you know, yeah. manifestors also. So you can be one of those other types and still be very open and yeah. still have more influence from the environment and maybe even need to take more time with your process, depending on whether you're sacral or not. Cause if you're sacrally defined, then you just have to be in the moment with it. But, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I can nerd about out about this stuff for days. So yeah. don't let me go off path here. <laughs> well, I think that's a great way to end unless there's anything you feel like we didn't cover. No, I think we're, we're good. Um, I, I love talking about this stuff. So happy to, talk about it anytime and yeah. if you need to talk to a mental projector I can make a introduction oh for nice you. yeah I don't know if I've done many mental projector readings maybe a couple but not that many yeah I want to try to talk to more people just because uh 
I think it's so helpful. And like I said at the beginning, like, even if this isn't your energy type, you're just getting information about how different people operate their energy and come at to their decision making and listen to their bodies. And um, that can help someone who isn't quite there yet, you know, or totally. is struggling with how to follow it or how to implement it or how to integrate it. Because I hear that all the time, like, um, this is a lot of information, you know, <laughs> and it is yeah, okay. Like what's is. the next step now to start like actually experimenting? You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's the opportunity for how to evolve human design. It's a, giving people more tools to actually practice it and listen to it because yeah. the knowledge isn't enough. It's how to apply it in your life. And it's a process. It takes time. It took me a time to even understand what the response was. You know, yeah. like, what do you mean respond? Like, I respond all day long. What do you mean? I didn't know that, like, it's literally listening to a physical feeling in your body in the moment. And yeah. that takes, like, there's so much information with human design, so many details that you can hear that it can get overcomplicated. I think the opportunity is getting people who are teaching and practicing this to be able to explain it very simply to people. Mm -hmm. And like, hey, it's not about all the details. It's about just do X, Y, Z and look at how that feels for you and you make your own decisions and play with it and experiment yeah exactly that's the perfect way to end yep. thank you so much for joining me and we will have to talk again we'll get you your correct um primary health system and then we'll talk about how that feels that sounds great well thanks for having me on b i really appreciate it it's yeah thanks for being here all right thanks everyone for joining have a great thanks, rest everyone. of your weekend bye